All right. All right, you guys. Wow. This is the latest that we've ever done a stream, I believe. And uh, very upset. Very upset. Troubleshooting some things, figuring some other things out. Uh, I had to replace the mixer that I'm using with a new unit. And I just, I don't know. I just completely forgot how to use it, I guess. Anyways, I am with my indispensable co-host, Cheese. Cheese, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Uh, just chilling out on a beautiful Tuesday night. It was a really beautiful day. Went out on the motorcycle, went to the gym, went to Whole Foods. It was a very busy day. Very, very busy day. And before we continue, for the audio-only listeners, we are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere where podcasts exist, thanks to Anchor.fm. Of course, links are in the description. We are also live on DLive, Twitter, Trovo, YouTube, and Twitch.tv. We got a lot of stuff on the docket. We're going to be celebrating Black History Month. We're going to be talking about Eliza Blue. Uh, before the stream, literally seconds before the stream started, um, Eliza Blue posted uh, some fake news. Once again, the, the chronic liar is lying. You have my permission to write a hit piece on me if that's where the evidence leads. Dude, that's where the evidence has led. But now... Uh, but now, why did multiple members of Timcast get threatened, not by me or anyone affiliated with me, if they didn't publish a hit piece about me? Odd, very odd. Dude, that literally didn't happen. Uh, me, my co-host Cheese, and Manuel Defango, when, when we were watching some stuff it, while it was breaking yesterday, and Eliza Blue is a liar, and Tim, Tim Pool is a fucking liar as well. No offense to Tim Pool, but we don't really know each other that well at all. We uh, we would have no reason to publish a positive or negative piece either way. I'd appreciate it if the actual hit piece is published. Part one was factual. I haven't seen anything else. Oh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But uh, you know what? Given the fact that it's so late, sort of, we're just going to go ahead and dive into the first story and get into this uh, Kyle Rittenhouse drama. Oh, my God, AP, what are you doing to me? Am I not allowed <laughs> decline? Can I decline this? Okay, good. All right, so Kyle Rittenhouse is being harassed once again by the justice system. He has a pending civil suit against him. Uh, the perpetrator who violently attacked and tried to kill Kyle Rittenhouse, his family is suing for damages. Lawsuit can proceed against Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse, AP reports. So, The wording of this article is so dirty. It is dirty. Lawsuit can proceed against Kenosha shooter the shooter, you mean the guy who was defending his community, defending himself, who was chased down at the age of 17 by a pedo, pedo you know what a file, uh, a repeat offender who spent multiple decades in uh, prison for abusing children, that guy, yeah. So a federal judge in Wisconsin ruled Wednesday that a wrongful death lawsuit filed by the father of a man shot and killed by Kyle Rittenhouse during a protest, a violent riot in 2020 can proceed against Rittenhouse police officers and others. So it looks like they're going after everybody. So the, fa the, the father of Anthony Huber, that's, that's a skater boy for those who don't remember, one of the two men shot and killed by Rittenhouse followed the lawsuit in 2021, accusing the officers of allowing for a dangerous situation that violated his son's constitutional rights and resulted in his death. Anthony Huber's father, John Huber, uh, also alleged the Rittenhouse, uh, who was 17 at the time, a minor, uh, of, uh, of the shootings, conspired with law enforcement to cause harm to protesters. John Huber is seeking unspecified damages from city officials, officers, and Rittenhouse himself. U.S. Di uh, District Judge Lynn Adelman on Wednesday dismissed motions filed by Rittenhouse and the government defendants seeking to dismiss a civil lawsuit. Uh, so that's basically the gist of it. Jeez, what are your thoughts on this blatant harassment of Kyle Rittenhouse? 
I'm yeah, I'm curious of who blew smoke up the dad's ass to be like, yeah, you can you can file a lawsuit. It'll go somewhere. I hope right? it, I hope it loses. I hope he goes bankrupt. I hope the family suffers gravely for their stupidity. <laughs> um, you know, again, I, An- Anthony Hooper was that activist, you know, like he went there willingly. I, I just hope that, yeah, that the dad or that some of the lawyers talk some sense into it and just like, hey, this is not worth the trouble. Like it's it's already dead and it's already it's already done. Um, just just leave it how it lies and just move on. Don't try and like dig yourself into something worse. Yeah. Because well, like Kyle Kyle already came out on top. Don't poke it anymore because all you're going to do is just. Yeah, like it, if he does get money, it's not going to be very, very, very much. I, I hope if he wants to sue the uh, the state or some of the local officials, go for it. I would not lump Kyle into this. Yeah, no, certainly. And, you know, it, he was already acquitted of any wrongdoing whatsoever. Um, you know, and it's like, oh, well, it's the police officer's fault. They didn't make the violent riot safe enough for my skater boy's son uh, to to violently attack people. It. It's like the, the cops allowed people to defend themselves against my violent, murderous son who got exactly what he deserved. Uh, I mean, it doesn't. I don't take any comfort in like speaking ill of the dead. However, Anthony Huber, the skater boy, did try to kill and maim Kyle Rittenhouse, or maim and kill Kyle Rittenhouse. And Kyle There's Rittenhouse been stories but, of people yeah. being killed by with skateboards. Oh yeah, so. certainly. Yeah, and you know, and again, uh, this is a uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, people reached for his gun. You know, I, I skateboard. Well, not anymore. I'm too old for it now. But when I did, you know, the skateboards are pretty heavy. And, you know, when people were beefing in the streets and people tried to start shit with us, our skateboard was a weapon. We use that to defend ourselves when we're out in the streets. You're not allowed and shit. to take a skateboard onto an airplane. Ah, uh, right? yeah. That's yeah, a good point. Good point. Yeah. Like, like, like there's a, like, yeah. Like, even though, you know, it'd be the same as like, hey, you can just bring like a brick anywhere. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use this to build a house. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. So yeah, no. Uh, so we're, of course we got Kyle Rittenhouse in our prayers, our thoughts and prayers, and uh, you know we're hoping that he comes out on top. Uh, there is a legal fund if you find Kyle Rittenhouse on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, wherever he is officially. Uh, he's making the rounds, doing events, and he is fundraising for his, uh, you know, his legal defense. Uh, this is a guy, this young man, this young boy, this kid. He's I'm always going to see him as a kid because he just looks so young. He's going to be repeatedly harassed and threatened for the rest of his life merely because his existence and his success um, in, in the legal sense it, it asserts the claims that people like me have been making that those so-called protests, as the AP puts it, they're not really protests. They're violent riots. Those people are murderous. Uh, Lynn Wood, despite his glaring faults, he was, uh, you know, he he did that that promotional video. He did that video basically highlighting what was going on that night. And those violent Black Lives Matter activists were trying to burn down and blow up the gas station. You know, they were terrorizing people in that community. And uh, no, th- these people aren't saints. Uh, they're they're all criminals. And uh, you know, fuck them. Hopefully, it fails. Do you have anything else to add about this? Uh, I'm know, I'm really this? irritated that they add uh, like the most unflattering photos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, I, he was obviously in court. He looks very sad. Uh, I mean, I guess I would be too, knowing that I'm probably going to spend the rest of my life and you know in yeah. prison. How many photos of these? No, but like this isn't the one that's like the current case. This is the from the original one. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, but like absolutely. yeah, like how many how many photos are there on like the more biased leaning media to where it's like yeah, let's see a nice photo of Kyle. Let's oh see him no. Happy. Yeah, like that's not a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's public enemy number one. Like he is a, a very hated uh, 
personality. He's up there with like Trump and like Kanye and uh, I don't know, uh, Nick Fuentes, uh, even though like he literally did nothing wrong and he's like the sweetest kid ever. But yeah, man, uh, this is still going on, you guys. So Kyle Rittenhouse's story hasn't ended yet. Uh, that's just the unfortunate reality for him. He's unable to move on with his life. He's not able to go and get a real job. Uh, and function in the real world. He has to worry about people like murking him if he's like in school and shit. And uh, yeah, and you know, people will cost him. I, I would love to do an interview with him. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, that's uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. So let's just go ahead and dive into the second story. Whoop. All right, guys. It is, uh, it's Black History Month. It's Black History Month. Oh, fuck. What the hell? Look at that hilarious advertisement at the top. You people, <laughs> what do you mean? It is, people? it is kind of a yeah, it's a Netflix <laughs> movie about Jonah Hill and uh, oh, who's that other comedian? Is that Jamie? Uh, no, it's not Jamie Foxx. It's no. uh, oh, what's his name? Lauren London? No, no, it's uh, Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy, yeah, it's Eddie Murphy. Damn, he looks decent, he actually looks good. Yo, we got Diggs, by the way, 7A. What's up, G? Yo, not much, man. We're just hanging out with Cheese, you know, talking about the uh, the stories. So, yeah, uh, we got this hilarious one from Essence. So, again, we we here at the Watch Frogs, we are allies, and we love all people and embrace diversity and inclusivity, racial harmony. And, uh, yeah, so not, there's a nonprofit that is planning to import stunning and brave magic Americans to the mountains. Edge Outdoors is bringing black women to the slopes to di to diversify snow sports. A Washington state black uh, a black women-led nonprofit is looking to erase stigmas and barriers for women of color in winter sports like skiing and snowboarding. First off, who the fuck is uh, is putting up a barrier for any specific group of people to go up into a mountain and ski or snowboard? I was under the assumption it was their own barrier. Ah, well, like, how do they get themselves up that mountain, you know? Yeah. Oops. Uh, hey, what's going on, real <laughs> Bingsy? <laughs> All right. So, a uh, girl, why are you sliding down the mountains? That's for white people. Annette Diggs has heard it all when she talks to her family in Tennessee. She gets it. It's uncommon to find skiers or snowboarders coming from Memphis, and you certainly don't see black ones. But the microbiologist couldn't resist exploring the beauties of Northwest Washington when she moved there in 2013. She lives in Bothell, about 30 minutes from Seattle, and started traversing the outdoors of the Pacific Northwest, which is frequented by skiers and snowboarders. She picked up her first pair of poles at the age of 30 and ever since has made it her mission to see more snow sports loved, uh, more sports lovers who look like her. Well, what's wrong with people who don't look like you? Isn't that what diversity is all about, you fucking hypocrites? Anyways, <laughs> let's see. Let's, let's go to the yeah, juicy And again, if a, if a white guy ever said this, yeah. he would be crucified. Yeah, it's like, you know, I'd like to go to a nightclub that excludes the, the sneakers. Uh, every nightclub, a hip-hop club with a no-sneakers policy. And uh, I just want guys who look like me there. Like, can you imagine someone saying something like that? How fucking hilarious would that be? Uh, let's see. All right. Edge Outdoors serves women of color above the age of 18. The organization has a learn to ski snowboard program, avalanche training program, and athlete development program, to name a few. Participants can apply for scholarships, uh, which will cover mountain access, free formal lessons, and rental gear. Dude, geez, I got an idea. Yo, what a what? green ghost, my, my gamer. All right. We need to identify as women. We need to identify as black women. And we need to get in on uh, a free ski trip. That's what we should do. And if they deny we us, we, we need to sue. Us, we need to everybody sue. link us certain groups that is, that is racially 
biased, and then uh, we just apply to them and see if we get in. Yeah, yeah, dude. Honestly, it's like, look, if they reject us, like we should be able to sue for discrimination. I'm not even. I mean, kidding. you're Italian. You're Italian. You're pretty much black. I might as well be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, it should be normal for this demographic to thrive in mountain spaces. Why? Anyways, just like it should be normal for a black man to jog in his neighborhood in Georgia, but it's not. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she says, referencing Ahmed Arbery, we're trying to create that normalcy for women of color or anybody of color to come and enjoy the mountains. Dude, no one's Anybody you. of color. Yeah. Anybody. Okay. Well, uh, I'm sure you're a color, technically speaking. Yeah, so I was we, about to say, like, yeah. white is a color. Come yeah. Uh, Edge, is, Edge isn't just about introducing people to snow sports, though. Diggs Nonprofit seeks to change the landscape and groom a path where people of color are not just enjoying slopes, but leading training as instructors, being employed at resorts, and competing in the amateur and professional realms. Ugh. Why did you say groom? That sounds bad. It is bad. This is awful. So they're going to be like invading the mountains and like diversifying it and shit. And uh, I guess it's only they're the only ones allowed to benefit from this nonprofit organization. So we're going to get drive by snowboard shootings. Uh, dude, I don't know. Probably it's going to get real fucking <laughs> ratchet up there. It's like the snow, the snow A is going to go from white. Yeah, it's going to go from white to red and just blood everywhere. Uh, are they going to so, yeah. start painting the mountains black yeah, every well, uh, February? Oh, dude, don't give them ideas, man. To make these mountains fucking just well, that'd be pleasant golden to look at. see like a big old BLM fist on the side of like Breckenridge. Or or just like imagine they erect uh that the little uh, afro combs, you know, like that the, the statue that they erected like outside the university, but they put one like up like on top of uh, like Big Bear over in California. And you just drive <laughs> by it's like you're going up the ski slope. It's like, why is there like a afro comb? Uh just like, like, why is there a ball of pubes in the sky? Yeah, what's going on there? It's like, whoa, now there's a hip-hop nightclub just, like, right there in the center of the, the fucking mountain? Like, what's going on here? Anyways, uh, yeah, so it's Black History Month, so, you know, uh, this is this is amazing. Um, oh, they just, we just want to ski, bro. She, we, we just scheme. <laughs> it was just jogging, bro. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, do you have anything else to add about this uh, hilarious <laughs> nonprofit discriminating against every single person who is uh, basically white? Yeah, and that's not why I, yeah, it it's full of hate. I don't understand it. Yeah, no, this is very hateful. This is not, uh, you know, in, in conformity with what I believe to be Black History Month. But uh, you know what? Let's just go ahead and go on to the next story before we get into the Eliza Blue drama. Let's talk about these selfish moms. I'm full of regret at ever having children because I miss my old life so much. Uh, why didn't someone warn me not to do it? <laughs> what? Uh, wow uh, she i know right green goes right she I, I i had the sounder on my old mixer i gotta have to, uh, have to go fetch she. that yeah anyway so a mom of two has revealed she is full of regret at having had children and said she misses her old life could you imagine being such a shitty mom that it ends up on the news like daily mail reports on it and yeah, then like, like I, I, as a kid i just read that and i'm like Bro, what the fuck did I do? It's like, well, I can't wait till my mom is 80 so I can abandon her at a fucking, you know, pull just the, pull, the, pull yeah. the fucking plug. Yeah, yeah, immediately. Start, start day, of the all the yeah, day, day of the pillow. Yeah, day of the pillow. Day of the pillow. Oh, God. Uh, so, taking to the parenting platform, Mumsnet, 
Uh, the British woman explained, uh, of course she'd be British, explained that she missed the freedom and luxury of not having to think of everyone else all the time. Oh, poor woman. She admitted that she oh. didn't feel she didn't feel that parenting was particularly rewarding. And if someone had warned her not to have kids, she might have listened. Uh, I don't know about you, but this sounds like bullshit to me. All over the the woke media, Netflix and Hulu and H, all that, um, you know, they're yeah, all they promoting shit you know, on kids. Yeah, they're always promoting like you know, be single, bang every dude, never be loyal to a man, never submit to a man, and uh, and family life sucks. Uh, go out and drink mimosas and do brunch and all this other vapid bullshit. So yeah, uh, this is uh this is not accurate. So I don't know. Maybe she's from some conservative part of uh, the UK. The mother explained, I've got two children who I love. <laughs> yeah. And Wait, they are what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they are sweet children who will hopefully grow into lovely people one day. And I adorn them 80% of the time when there's no <laughs> tantrums, etc. But despite loving them, I feel deeply full of regret at ever having children. I miss my old life so, so, so much. I miss the freedom of just every single thing that comes without having children. Mm, I wonder what that could be. I miss my husband and how we used to be slash how our relationship was then. I miss lazy weekends, not having to get up, and the travel I used to do. Uh, this is probably the biggest thing. Yes, I know I can still do uh, things, and we do, but I mean that I miss the freedom uh, and luxury of not having to think all the details slash about everyone else. Everything is so much more of an effort, and I just basically wi uh, really wish I'd stay I stayed without children. Ugh. Did it, uh, yeah, the Green Ghost writes, oh, what the fuck is with these women? Being a wife and mother is supposed to be their number one priority. She doesn't think her hatred of being a parent isn't picked up by her kids. I don't know, man. You know, uh, in my personal experience, I'm going to be honest with you guys, in my personal experience, like a lot of uh, like the women in my life, a lot of the girls and stuff that I know I grew up with, and they ended up having kids like at a much younger age, like, you know, 19 or 20 or whatever. They, for the most part, most of them are like, uh, you know, having a child is like the greatest thing and they don't regret it at all. And they're very, very happy with that decision. So this, this should not be the norm, but there are, hung... Oh, sorry, go on. I think she started hanging around the wrong people. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Cause yeah. like she obviously didn't have that mindset whenever she had two of them. Yes. Right. But then something either prevented her from having a third or yeah. Like she's just like, Oh yeah, two is enough. But uh, yeah, like in this, in the story, she's just like, Oh, I don't have the freedom or whatever else. It's like, what about after you you're done raising them and they're out of the house? She probably watches a lot of reality TV and her mindset is like, you know, has been warped by all this bullshit media that I clearly avoid. Uh, see, I don't want people to offer fixes on how I can do this or that. I guess I just wanted a safe space to voice my feelings because I can't really say this out loud in real life. <laughs> Yeah, imagine <laughs> saying that, and then like some daily, some reporters like, "Ooh, I'm gonna write this shit down. I'm gonna talk some hella shit." Uh, I know this makes me a shitty human. Yes, it does, but I can't help the feelings and sorrow I feel. Oh, dude, what a poor woman. She's got a, like a family and a husband, and you know whatever. But uh, you save she space can't travel. Oh, she can't wake up late uh, on the fucking weekend. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm probably a bit depressed. But I know even if I'm, uh, if I am slash, even if I sort sort it, I will always feel this way. Why didn't someone just, uh, me? Uh, this is a weird spelling. Uh, just uh, put me aside and tell me not to have them. I may, I may well have listened. What a stupid woman, Ugh. dude! Imagine dating somebody <laughs> like this. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, I think this. I don't think this lady is very attractive. 
Wrap it in latex or she getting your paychecks. Yep, pretty much. Being Hey, 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 that was my (laughs) saying from a couple episodes ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this this is hilarious. Dude, um, I mean, somewhat related, but like when the Roe v. Wade stuff uh, went down, uh, there's this douchebag that I'm friends with. And he he had a he had a daughter with this girl and he fucking like he didn't he told her like kill the baby, abort the baby, whatever. I don't want to yeah, I don't want to deal with it. Lock. Well, the mom, yeah. the mother of the child, she's like, well, I'm going to keep it. Fuck you. So they broke <laughs> up and, you know, the daughter grew up and all that. And then like, you know, he posts like this like epic monologue on Facebook. He's like, I wish, you know it's a woman's choice. And, you know, like he, he says something to uh, tantamount to like, I wish my daughter was boarded. And, uh, and I'm just like, Whoa, (laughs) dude, you're fucking scum, bro. I should have tipped off. Uh, let me see who wrote this. Ellen Coughlin. I'd be like, yo, I I got a juicy story for you. And then, and then his ass would have been on the (laughs) dailymail.com. I keep thinking that this lady on the top right is, uh, Eliza blue looking at us. Oh, dude, yeah, that looks like Eliza Blue. She's always watching. <laughs> dude, I can't wait to get to the Eliza Blue stuff because, oh, man, I got so much to say. And uh, I, I talk, we talked uh, briefly with, well, not briefly, we were up all night with uh, Manuel DeFango, friend of the channel, and we were going over some juicy stuff, and uh, we're going to get there. But you know what? Let's just go ahead and go over to the uh, fourth story. All right. Let's see. Uh, this is a white pill. We don't get too many of these. But yeah, California scraps plan to mandate pharmaceutical products of significant relevance for school children. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, yeah, California ended its plans to require pharma products to children (laughs) when the state ended its uh, pharma product state of emergency on February 28th. This would effectively stop the state from adding COVID's. Uh, vaxes to the list of 10 back. Shit. I don't want to say that word because I I don't want to get fucking banned. But yeah, long story short, uh, even uh, God awful California is doing away with the mandates. They're finally recognizing the human rights of these children. And we're seeing this all over the place, like over in my neck of the woods, our governor has already scrapped all the emergency mandates, all the, all the bullshit from the previous uh, fat governor that we had. He pretty much did away with, and now uh, he's tackling electric, election reform uh, are you seeing anything like this in in your neck of the woods cheese at all or not? i i think actually my my state has decided to go with i think they quietly rolled out some mass mandates but i don't think they went anywhere yeah because they're like they're like oh guys it's flu and cold season um just put on your masks to prevent spread i mean there are people out there that think that the the reason that we had almost no cold or flu uh like numbers or deaths for the past two years is because everybody yeah. wore masks Right. Yeah. Like those kind of people exist, and it it, it irks me. Uh, so uh, yeah. Again, with this kind of stuff, I mean, you can't force minors to get something that they need their parents' permission for, right? No. No, I don't. And believe it, so. yeah, it's and yeah, California is one of the most densely populated, or yeah, like one of one of the highest populated states. That's a lot of kids. You got to force to do it too, right? Yeah. And, um, like not every single parent that lives there is is going to follow through with this. So they're like, yeah, this is not going to. Yeah. There's a very large uh, Latin X uh, population in California, and they are very, very hesitant to consume these pharmaceutical products of significant relevance. Uh, and they have a super majority in the state legislature. It's a democratic supermajority that it's been that way for a long time. And right here, uh, California Senator Richard Pan 
Um, Sacramento had proposed legislation in 2021 to require the pharma products and eliminate personal and religious exemptions. His legislation failed to pass in the state legislature uh, with the Democratic supermajority. Yeah, so... Uh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a... Uh, there's a... Uh, where was it? What? Uh, scroll up. Or maybe it's down. Yeah, go down, go down. Did you read the part about homeschooling? No. Is it... Uh, yeah, here it is. California Department of Education says uh, homeschooling applications doubled from about 20,000 in 2019 school year to 35,000 applicants in 2021. College Prep Academy, a California-based homeschool group for students in grades 12, 9th through 12th. Uh, yeah. Y- you read that part? Yeah. Yeah, like 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 that, that chunk right here where the... Uh, I'm looking yeah, right the, at the, it. Yeah, so that's yeah, this, uh, that's fantastic yeah, news, and um, we've been see- I, I've been recommending to people because uh, I had some involvement with my local county, and so I tell people it's like, look, I don't even trust these people. If you care about your children and you're worried about their well being, get them out of the public schools because they're not here for you. Uh, all they're doing is whining and crying about the conditions at school, which is again the fault of our local government, and they want more money. You know, they're grifters. They're, they sound like Eliza Blue and Tim Pool. It's like, give me money. Like Jordan Peterson, give me money, and and all of, all the problems in the public schools will you know magically disappear. But the reality is, is like these schools are not safe. You know they're they're forcing these pharmaceutical products onto the children. In my opinion, that's a violation of their constitutional rights and their human rights. And you know, uh, and, and then of course we're seeing a rise in children ending their lives and and harming themselves. And you know the the kids spend a lot of time at these public schools. Um, so something is happening here, and I don't believe that most parents are shitty to the point where like it's driving children to, you know, go and do bad things to themselves. Uh, something is going on at these, at these schools. And I, I like that a lot of, a lot more people are paying attention to it. I don't have anything pulled up now, but all over the country, like these like MAGA moms, they're taking over the school boards. They're, they're doing, you know, they're taking over oversight committees and, you know, they're, they're joining the local government to push back against stuff like this. And uh, yeah. And then even in super woke California, uh, I mean, there's a stigma against homeschooling, but if done properly, um, you know, I think it's fantastic. And now with the internet, the way it is and technology, the way it is, it's a lot easier to find like-minded parents, like-minded children who are being homeschooled and they can stick together and, you know, get socialized properly. Cause I think socialization is kind of like the thing that gets, that falls by the wayside when you do homeschooling. Um, so yeah, hopefully all those tools get refined, they get better. And, uh, yeah, you know, the more people that opt out of the failing, uh, public education system in the country, uh, the better. What do you think, Cheese? I mean, you were you were just you just graduated not long ago. You're you're still a young. I lad. graduated four years ago at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, dude. For me, it's, it was. It's a, been a minute. Yeah, it's been yeah, a minute. That, yeah, four years. Well, fuck, man. Four years is it's not as long as you think, but damn, it goes by quick. The um, yeah, I feel like I've grown up a lot since then, but uh, yeah, I'm glad I graduated in 2019, like yes. right before all the big virus stuff happened. Yes. Oh, perfect. Dude, damn, what a bullet dodge! Really, you graduated yeah. in 2019? Wow. Yeah. Was, uh, did you like, like some of the other, uh, content creators that we talked to that are in your age range, did you deal with like a bunch of woke nonsense in the classroom at all? Uh, we had a diversity day. What the fuck is a diversity day? It's, it's, it, you can, you can opt out of going to any classes for a whole day and you can go to the, uh, what was it called? The big old, uh, like the auditorium and you could just learn like just like random stuff of like Polynesian history um, it was, it, I don't think it was ever focused on like purely like, like, oh yeah, here's like black history. It was always like something like slightly more obscure. 
Uh, but I remember one year because oddly enough, that school is like pretty conservative. Yeah. Um, because you know, like kind of like up, uh, you know, upper middle class and like a lot of white people. Yeah. Um, and I guess just you know all living in the woods. So, uh, yeah, I remember it, it, every single every single time it came around, everybody that I knew absolutely hated it. Um, yeah. And we had a speaker one day. She, whenever she was talking about it, everybody was fucking booing her. It, it was, it was, Whoa, it was why quite was she being booed? Why see. was she being booed? What happened? It was just the stuff that she was talking about of just, yeah, like, oh yeah, white people are evil, yada, yada, yada. And what the fuck? Damn, dude. So she's like, and, and listen again, up, you white devils. It's time yeah, to exactly. apologize. Get on your knees and pray to uh, George Floyd, please. Yeah, there was about <laughs> half a dozen uh, like black students at that school. Like it was like, like super majority white. Yeah. So it's like, why are you telling a bunch of white people to stop being like racist? It's like there's there's nobody here to even be racist to. Yeah, we're actually like, celebrating yeah. Black History Month here at the Wash Frogs channel. Yeah, we're we, allies. we should do a uh, we should do an African flag for our next. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> our next uh, background. Yeah, we'll we'll see uh, if I'm uh, if I'm not lazy. Uh, all right, Green Ghost oh, writes. Uh, uh, yeah, could you wear a sombrero on Diversity Day, Cheese? Could you do something like that? Maybe like a poncho. I could wear a sombrero any day because I grew up in a Hispanic household. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I have a diverse background. So. Oh yeah, so we 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 fulfill that diversity quota, and yes. uh, yeah, so we we should be exempt from any canceling in the future, despite our uh, edgy opinions. Like I don't know, I, diversity day. Like if it was handled properly, I'd probably be okay with it. To like, all right, kids, it's diversity day. I'm like, I'm like, all right, me and my homies are going to Bojangles Chicken. We're gonna get culturally enriched yeah, just- here. Just the name of that day, it already like like got in under people's skin. Oh no shit, dude! I can just yeah. imagine how edgy some of the comments were. Obviously, don't repeat them. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, this is awful. But yeah, uh, anyways, yeah. back to these pharmaceutical products. Uh, Mike Cernovich, who is not really a friend of mine, uh, he did make a great, uh, you know, a, a post on. Uh, he made a great tweet. He was basically suggesting that we should really rethink the whole vaccine thing, like really rethink how we look at these. Cause when I was young, uh, you know, chicken pox was like a thing, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Like if we got it, we hung out with our other friends who didn't have it. And then we shingles. Yeah. Shingles is the big one to worry about though. Yeah. Yeah. But we just had the mild form, uh, the queso blanco vault. I don't know what that means. That's the white cheese. What is that? What is that moon language that you're speaking to me, son? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be the, the cheese, the cheese white vault, which, yeah. which again, Spanish, the adjective comes yeah. first. Yeah. Or no, 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 the adjective comes after the, the, uh, the verb. No. Dude, What's that? I, a, dude, a, dude a I'm an American. I eat American and I speak American. <laughs> We're moving on. We're moving on. Yeah, I don't exactly. want to hear that fucking shit. I'm gonna get offended. Uh, all right, let's go to our let's go to our fifth story. This is actually uh, kind of a big deal. There's a lot of people having really garbage takes. So that Chinese balloon it flew over the U.S. when President Trump was in office too. I don't believe that. That sounds like bullshit. Um, yeah. So when this happened, uh, I was eating at uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and I said that pigs can't fly, and Lizzo was present, and she set out to prove us wrong. So this is actually an aerial photo of Lizzo. Uh, airborne <laughs> over North Carolina. And uh, yeah, so uh, no, I'm kidding, guys. So yeah. Why did nobody talk about this whenever Trump was in office? I feel like if it, I feel like they would have used that as an angle of like, oh, Trump talked about having a tough trade war with China and then they flew four balloons right over us. It's like, you really think that they would have let that go? Yeah. Not only that, it's like 
like people were taking photos of this with like their iPhones. And I'm like, yeah. where, where, where are the, where's the footage of these, uh, these spy, these Chinese balloons over in uh, the U S during Trump's presidency. One, there's only, there's two. Now there's two prevailing theories. The, the most probable one is that it's bullshit and it didn't happen. However, um, Jack Posobiec and a handful of other, you know, right wing people, they're talking about how James Matt, the general Mattis and like a bunch of other cucked generals, they withheld information, um, of these spy balloons, you know, flying over U.S. soil because they didn't want Trump to like, you know, poop his pants and like throw shit and, you know, do something erratic, um, you know, responding to these balloons. So you have U.S. generals withholding information, allegedly, uh, of these spy balloons flying over the U.S. with, you know, whatever it is that they're carrying, um, you know, these balloons. I mean, this is what they look like. Uh, Have you seen the stuff underneath them? Yeah, it looks kind of like it looks really yeah, it looks really, really weird. Yeah. So right now they're they're asserting that, you know, oh, this happened when Trump was president, too. No, I don't believe it did. That sounds like bullshit. Uh, I don't I don't believe it. What are they claiming? Like, do they have dates? Do they have like like images? Nope. No images. No dates. Uh, Let's see. Talking heads on cable TV are up in arms about the Chinese spy balloon that was floating across the continental U.S. before it was shot down Saturday afternoon. Conservative commentators have insisted President Joe Biden should have ordered the balloon to be shot down earlier. Yeah, it should have. And that a foreign balloon flying over the U.S. territory never would have happened under President Trump. But it did happen under Trump, according to several news reports. Okay, well, how about according to reality? Yeah, super vague. Yeah. Uh, The Chinese government claims the balloon, which was first spotted by civilians on Wednesday over Billings, Montana, was actually just a weather balloon that was blown off course. But the Pentagon says it's definitely a surveillance balloon and China had the ability to maneuver the aircraft. I can nearly guarantee you that the balloon would not still be flying if we were still there. Mike Pompeo, secretary, blah, blah, blah. All right, but Pompeo is, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> but is Pompeo telling the <laughs> truth? The Pentagon was quick to point out on Thursday that this kind of thing has happened before, though it didn't get into specifics. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it totally happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, that we will not elaborate further. Instances of yeah, this exactly. kind of balloon activity have been observed previously over the past several years. Pentagon Press Secretary uh, Pat Ryder said, uh, that sounds like a lie, but several reports have been published in the past two years. Uh, or the past two days that give us a better sense of when spy balloons operated uh, by new Cold War adversaries have sailed into U.S. airspace. Bloomberg News reported on Friday that Chinese balloons... Why did we shoot them down right away? Yeah, uh, Chinese balloons flew over the U.S. while President Trump occupied the White House. Oh, here we go. The balloon spotted this week over Montana was not the first time the U.S. has detected Chinese balloons over their territory, with previous incursions occurring during the Trump administration. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, but an unnamed source, an unnamed source from the Trump administration, Ugh. insisted to Bloomberg in that art in that same article that it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it's a bullshit. It is a big deal. It, yeah, no, one, it's a big deal, and two, like the this didn't happen. Yeah, an unnamed source. That's how they fucked with Trump. This is how they get around. Yeah. you know the get around being able to lie. Convincingly they are saving to face. Yeah, yeah they're so, saving face for Mr. Joe. Oh yeah, sleepy Joe, Joe. Brandon. Uh, one top national security official from the administration of former President Donald Trump said none of these Chinese spy balloons were near sensitive sites or had payloads as large as this one appears to carry. Uh, Bloomberg continued. All right. Where, again, where's your evidence, dude? Where's your fucking evidence? Uh, and if you can't and trust it, an Even if they're smaller, official, the fact that they have Chinese written on them, shoot them out of the sky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, immediately. And if you can't trust yeah. an unnamed official who worked for Trump, who can you trust, right? Fuck you. Uh, the Associated Press also has a new report that quotes a defense expert who said that the Chinese spy balloons have been detected near sensitive sites in Hawaii, home to a large U.S. military presence during the past five years. 
Uh, again, where's your proof? Craig Singleton, a senior fellow at the Foundation for the Defense of Democracies. Yeah, that sounds not biased. Said Chinese surveillance balloons have been sighted on numerous occasions over the past five years in different parts of the uh, Pacific, including near sensitive U.S. military installations. Why? The Associated Press reported on Saturday. So, yeah, uh, I'm not going to go over We are the country that went through 9-11. We should be the ones that are fighting. uh, Like, anything that's foreign and flying around (laughs) that is an American pilot or, like, an American controlled. Yeah. Get it away from us. As no, soon as possible. yeah, immediately, immediately, and a lot of people have been, uh, you know, fear mongering like like Alex Jones and maybe rightfully so about the kind of damage that one of these balloons can, you know, cause. Like, imagine if you have this balloon with a massive payload, and it doesn't necessarily have to be explosive, but if you have like an EMP and you detonate that at a certain uh, at a certain height in the stratosphere, it'll it fuck can, us up. Yeah, it, it can definitely destroy the. The, the, infra- the electrical infrastructure of this nation. This one that they shot down the other day had the payload of three buses. Yeah. Who knows what was on that thing and why yeah. it was allowed to. Well, here's the thing. Now the Chinese communist government knows how the U.S. will react. Now they know that they can get away with this sort of thing. And uh, yeah, Americans are rightfully scared. Uh, there was some recent polling uh, that was conducted immediately after this event or a couple days after the event, and it's not looking good for Sleepy Joe, so the Trump war room post, shoot down the balloon. Yeah. Yeah, fucking based. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, again, like, Billings, Montana, or most of Montana is rural. Like, why could it not have been approached uh, and, and, you know, dealt with then? And uh, for whatever reason, they allowed this thing to traverse across the entire country. Uh, we have a drone base. We have a big old drone base in North Dakota. Like, it oh, wouldn't yeah. take very much to, like, fly on over. And just take care of it. Well, apparently it is for this administration. So yeah, this is very unfortunate. And I like Everybody how was shitting their pants over the missile that we used to shoot it down. But it's like, yeah, we waited for it to go all the way to North Carolina. Yeah. Oh goodness, dude, this is so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Right, so there's an update. Uh, update. Uh, the balloon was shot down around 2:40 p.m. Oh no, we already know that. We saw the videos. Uh, it wasn't yeah. that. It wasn't that. Uh, it wasn't that interesting. But yeah, this is an embarrassing. It released uh, COVID 23 into the air. Yep. Yeah. Now we're now we're in twenty. Yeah. Yeah. They. <laughs> it's a, the new virus, the new Chinese virus. All right. So, do you have anything else Very to add? Uh, and for this, uh, for this story, before we get into the real am, story, which is Tim Pool. Yeah. I'm just mad that they they're like, oh yeah, they have them Trump too, and it's like, please, one image, one one reputable source. Uh, we have Americans all yeah. over the place, right? Like we have, like, show me a photo. Like, you know, we'll even put like, you know, I'll put a, I'll put a $25 bounty out there. Yeah. Show no, me a certainly. photo. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and just imagine a foreign adversary flying over, you know, the U.S. during Trump's presidency. And they're like, oh, well, he says he's a tough guy. Well, not really. Uh, so yeah. they could have owned him had this been the case. And, and it wasn't. I think this is bullshit. You know, like you said, you know, where's the evidence? Produce the evidence. And maybe we will believe it. Um, but yeah, guys, we are going to be talking about the main thing tonight. Um Tim Pool, he is uh, not doing so well. Shane Cashman, who's a mid writer, he wrote this fluff piece essentially about Eliza Blue, and apparently this story, this fluff piece, was in the works like a month ago. However, things changed because she's been exposed as a serial liar. Now, this is more than just e drama, in my opinion. The e drama is just the icing on the cake. I, I mentioned that there's a lot more going on underneath the surface of this story. And I I know Tim Pool understands this, but he's pretending that it, it, like this is not the case. Um, really quick, I have some things bookmarked in Twitter. 
before we go into the story. And we're, we're going to highlight some... Uh, oh, shit. Well, let me pause that. Yeah, so, again, uh, Eliza Blue just writes falsely that she believes that people are being threatened, members of the Tim Cuck IRL show. They're being violently threatened, and that's just not the case. That's not true. She's referring to Jeremy from the quartering in this tweet. <laughs> Jeremy did no such thing. Um, another Jeremy from the Geeks and Gamer podcast, he writes... Um, you know, Tim Cass, we don't do e-girl drama here. Also, Tim Cass, this is a thumbnail from one of his shows. Twitch streamer cries after getting caught watching deep fake adult videos. And again, uh, uses a streamer's that streamer's face that wasn't even associated with the story. Yeah. Which I think is funny. Yeah, no, certainly. So again, he's just like, oh, dude, we want to do culture. We want to me, me. Shut the fuck up. Look at this shit. I could save a lot. <laughs> no, you can't save her. <laughs> no, you can't. No, just say no. All right, so all right, so here we go. We're gonna watch this clip really quick before we get into that article. So if like you're interested in interpersonal drama and e-girl celebrity stuff, Timcast is not the channel for you. And if that's what? the case, and then I don't want your money. Like, dude, it's it's remarkable that people are like Tim. If you don't address e-girl drama, I'm gonna cancel. I'm like, okay, all right, we'll cancel. I guess I don't know. You know what we're gonna do this week? Nobody cares. So if, Nobody cares. But yeah, again. We don't do e-girl drama. And then this is literally a video. He's done multiple videos like that. He's done multiple videos like this with similar thumbnails. Uh, Tim Pool is full of shit. Uh, let's go back to these bookmarks. Let me see what else have we got here. Um, oh, yes. Uh, Gregory. Favorite part of the Eliza article claiming her trafficker might be dead, but she hasn't looked. Okay, that's, that's literally asserted in the article. Yeah, Eliza said in December of 2020 that her trafficker still follows her on social media and messages her. Bruh, what? Yep, right here. <laughs> We're going to get into the article, but just keep that in mind, guys. My former trafficker still follows me on social media and messages me. I have a message for you. Kiss my whole butt. Part two of this fanfic ends with Frosted Beanie. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, goodness. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Oh, my God. You have to stop gaslighting and lying. I don't know if I went over this before. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Oh, we're going to hold up. Where's that video? This video. Oh, yes. We weren't able to watch this last time because we had uh, technical difficulties, but everything should be working now. Eliza Blue. And here's another reason why this is so important. It, Eliza Blue is like a libertarian, right? She's a libertarian and she's like an ANCAP and she's all these stupid things. She's really obsessed with labels, you know, for whatever. She's, she tries to fit in. And she was talking with Theodis Russell. This is somebody who's been platformed by Dave Rubin. And he's kind of like a like kind of a larger content creator, sort of, but uh, only among certain circles. And uh, this video has been shared like a bajillion times. It's made the rounds. And uh, you know what? Let's just go ahead and watch it. Listen to this shit. Certainly acknowledge that there are many people who are, you know, 13, 14, 15 that have sex with an adult and then feel as if they were taken advantage of, too. Oh, 100 percent. OK, Okay, so let's focus many, on the many, worst. Many, yeah. OK, so. Yeah. So let's let's pretend like we all have our like utopia. So if 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 I could answer this in utopia, right? In my like, uh, you know, perfect ancap utopia, each community, each community, and each um, so it'd be each caregiver, parent, and community, including teachers, um, potential faith leaders, and neighbors, will decide if the child is ready to consent, and and look at the child's behavior. Do they have a job? How is their education going? Are they, are they cognitively available to have uh, sex with this individual? And then also heads? look at the history of the individual as well. So 
Oh shit! Hold on. Where, where are we? Are they cognitively available to have uh, sex with this individual? And then um, also look at the history of the individual as well. So does this um, does this individual have a history of abuse? Um, yep. And then you go. Yeah, dude, Bruh. isn't that fucking disgusting, dude? So she's like she's basically saying like, oh, if you're a teacher, you can determine whether or not this specific child is allowed to consent to uh, a, engaging in adult activities or engaging in sexual activities with an adult. Or if they got good grades, if they got straight A's, they can get laid, I guess. Uh, according to this fucking dork, this total loser, Eliza Blue, who was platformed by Tim Pool, and he refuses to uh, address it. Liberty Lockdown, I think he, he likes to platform people and have really edgy conversations. And he claims that he was nodding, not in agreement with what he was hearing, but he was nodding kind of like, I'm acknowledging what you're saying. I'm just acknowledging you. Was, you know, that, that, that was his excuse. They were both doing it. Yeah, they were both doing yeah. Well, Thaddeus Russell is a total fucking creep. Uh, I don't have the, the receipts for that yet, but um, yeah. So um, I'm pretty adamant about uh, completely fucking destroying this woman and exposing her for the fraud that she is. Uh, let's see. Do I have the clip of, uh, well, let's see what Dick Masterson wrote really quick. Dick Masterson, uh, you know, he replies to this. This is a sick comment on its face, but there is a bigger point to it. Eliza Blue doesn't even understand what sexual exploitation is. She's describing grooming here as good. She thinks embarrassing pictures are assault. She thinks catfishing is trafficking. Complete moron. Yeah, that's her. Uh, let's see. Oh, I already read this. I went over this. Uh, everyone's talking about how Eliza Blue lied about being sex trafficked, but no one's talking about how she needs to lose 30 pounds. Okay. So that, that's all Real. old news. Yeah. What <laughs> facts, baby facts. Um, yeah. So Eliza Blue responded, uh, to, to the pushback. Uh, let's see. Ayo, I like this guy. Never misses a chance to throw in some insults. Absolutely not, man. Absolutely not. Thank you. Uh, Mountain G. We don't pull back. Yeah. We don't pull we don't pull our punches. Yeah, but we try to keep it clean, you know. We don't want to get banned. Uh let's see. Eliza Blue writes, I went on the show to advocate for survivors and minors. <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, I was speaking in the clip about a hypothetical uh anarchist society with no government and no laws, and stated that clearly, I believe in the current laws around these issues and abide by the current laws. Yeah, that sounds like a lawyer. Thank you for it. that clarification. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was clear about all of that. The full podcast is available to watch. The clip above is available to watch. I understand that it might be difficult for, uh, for folks to try to understand a conversation about a hypothetical role with no government and how to tackle egregious crimes. Yeah, no, no, no. I understand that it's a hypothetical, but if you had, if you could choose, if this was your utopia, as you stated, it would be permissible for an adult to yeah, why can't we just have... We can still have social standards in an ANCAP society, right? Uh, I don't know. These people are, are clearly divorced from reality. I, I don't know, man. Like, we were talking with an ANCAP yesterday, and he was he was, he was was relatively kind. Um, and a lot of them do come off this way, but then, like, I, I see shit like this. And, you know, you get, like, the Liberty Lockdown guy and Theodore Russell, like, nodding their heads like, like fucking idiots. And, like... Like, if I was there, I'd be like, are you guys fucking hearing what I'm hearing? Like, did she really just yeah, say it? Yeah, like, I would have been like, yeah. I would have looked at her and just been like, get the fuck off my show. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. Dude, like, dude, push back against it. Jesus. Like, why are people afraid yeah, to, like... Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah two pussies. She has fucking shorter hair than those two guys do. Yeah, yeah, apparently. <laughs> Goodness. So, the article, man. Let's get into the article. A lot of it is kind of a bore fest. So we'll skim through it, guys. We'll skim through it, but um, oh, let's get rid of that Twitter. Here we go. All right. So 
Yeah, so again, this is supposed this is a fluff piece. Here's Eliza Blue uh modeling in the snow for Shane Cashman. He's married, but he probably got the juiciest blowjob from Eliza Blue. That's just my opinion. I'm not stating that as fact. But why else would it be so far up her ass? He can tell you what she had for lunch, you know, a week ago. Anyways, so yeah. <laughs> Just to give you an idea of what a fucking hack writer uh, Shane is, I don't believe Shane is a, is a great writer. I think he got shilled really fucking hard by certain people. So he can be like, oh, I'm an award-winning blah, 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 record set. Shut up. I don't believe you. So on January 24th, 2023, members of the Science and Security Board pulled a black hood off the doomsday clock to reveal that humanity, according to them, was 90 seconds closer to midnight. Or in their, or their own words, the closest to nuclear annihilation we've ever been. The spectacle looks something like ISIS recording themselves about to hack off the head of a hostage. Uh, there's, there's been, yeah. So this is again, where, 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 where's Eliza Blue here? Where's Eliza Blue? He's talking about this doomsday clock, and then it's down here. This, this other paragraph. I was thinking about all this doom when Eliza Blue called me on the same day. Those scientists pushed the hands on their symbolic clock closer to midnight. She had been trending on Twitter. Eliza and the dooms, uh, doomsday clock don't really have anything to do with each other, but they were uh, symbolically connected in my mind. Yeah, they do have something to do with each other. They're both fucking bullshit. They're both lies. Like none of this is mat. Like none of this matters. Um. <clears throat> so. Yeah, so she goes on. Uh, this goes on and on. It's it's so boring. Internet sleuths found all the time, uh, all the time she'd been on TV. Yeah, so they're just basic, basically chronicling everything that we've already said. But uh, we're we're gonna respond to uh, the the actual when he starts actually interviewing her. All right, so this is a uh, this is a small collection of some of the criticisms that I have received as I prepared to profile Eliza. This is a litmus test for Shane Cashman. He is a knob-gobbling fluffer, which is true. The internet is watching. <laughs> Shane is a clown. He is a fluffer boy. Accurate. This will destroy his career. He has no integrity. True. He's cringe as fuck. Yes. He's got a hard-on for any woman who loves bomb him because he's never experienced this amount of love. Fact. He shouldn't talk to grifters. Well, he will anyways. All of Twitter is watching. He's unprofessional. True. He's just a fiction writer. Fact. Fair enough, he writes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so at what point does he start interviewing her? <clears throat> All right, here we go. All right, are you guys ready for this bullshit interview? Eliza picked me up at, in her father's car. Oh, wait, who, who wrote that? Uh, Manic McKenna. Anja. Yo, what's going on, Manic? Welcome. Eliza picked me up in her father's car, and we drove to the world's largest truck stop. Iowa... 80, a 24 hour uh, truck utopia with a restaurant and a bottomless supply of cowboy hats. She seemed oddly positive. She wore a heavy black Tesla winter coat. Wow. I wonder why she, yeah. yeah, she was so positive. She was so positive because, you know, Shane was there and she, he was going to fuck her. Uh, really, I Daddy thought all Elon. of the coats, uh, all of the coats this woman could wear all of all the days, she chose the Tesla coat. It was, uh, it was seven degrees and she said it was her, uh, her one and only warm coat. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I, I later asked her how she got it. All of my Tesla gear was given to me by a friend. He worked for Tesla. <laughs> we have known each sure. other for two years before all this happened. My old winter coat was finished. I pulled out the Tesla coat this year because it's what I have. I didn't even know Tesla made coats. Anyways, um, she was looking at her phone, reading an email. The Babylon Bee had notified her that they canceled an event they had planned to do together. It's heartbreaking, she said. I needed my Christian brothers. I'm so pissed that they would cancel. Dude, you're not a Christian. This woman is not a Christian at all. She is a liar. 
you know, much like uh, Kanye West, she's doing the whole Jesus, Jesus thing, throwing her, you know, gyrating around like a psychopath. Don't fall for it, guys. She's trying to she's trying to garner sympathy. Don't don't fall for that. It's what women do. Uh, she had a slightly darker tone in her voice than she had since the last time we spoke. Well, I guess I'm the guy that talks to the talks to people the rest of society rejects. In a sense, that's uh, that's you right now on Twitter. Uh, let's see. Daily reminder: MC didn't kill himself. Thank you, Sam Dog. We're we're always keeping that in mind. There was mostly small talk on the way to get food. We discussed her childhood, being homeschooled, and now she and her family, including her younger sister had moved from the Quad Cities to Denver and back. As we took our seats uh, at the truck stop diner, I was alerted by colleagues via text that some people have announced her father's personal address. Uh, but, but, yeah, oh, Jesus, yeah. Anyways, uh, are you reading Twitter, I asked? Referring to the barrage of comments about her life, all the images, everyone uh, who'd done anything with her had been getting tagged and everything too. Friends are telling me that my silence is making everything worse, she said. Right now, people don't want to hear anything from me, Eliza says. There's literally nothing I could say. What could I say? Nothing I do will appease everybody. I can't be too mean. I can't be too nice. So many people have their minds made up. You know what you can do? It's not about being nice or being mean. Why don't you be truthful? Why is that so fucking hard for people? And again, Shane's supposed to be like this journalist, like this mindful artist. And like, he's he's a fucking loser. This guy's a fucking loser. Does he work for Tim? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So where were we? that's true. I said, wondering how the fuck I was going to navigate this story. I was hesitant to even ask her about all this. I would either be exposing her total lie. Yes, you would. Cause that's what she is. She's a liar. Or perhaps I would be making her relive some deeply troubling trauma. The waitress brought us our waters and our meals. And I said, I guess we better start with the questions. I asked her how she defined human, uh, human, uh, trafficking. For, uh, force, uh, force, fraud, or coercion for the sale of labor of sex. Anyone under the age of 18 engaging in any uh, commercial sexual activity for goods or services or money is a victim of human trafficking. She rattled it off quickly. Under 18, she said, is automatically a victim of human traffic, uh, trafficking if they're engaging in commercial sex. There's not a question, no gray area. First off, fuck you. That's not even what sex trafficking means. That's not even what human trafficking is. This, she's supposed to be an authority on this topic. She's supposed to be an expert on this topic. She's an advocate. She she wins awards for literally doing nothing on this specific topic. And this this answer right here is like, dude, why aren't you calling her like dumb? Like, geez, help me help, make this make sense to me. Am I wrong? I yeah, there's not a whole lot of I mean, yeah, I was like a journalist. The I would say, yeah, as a journalist, the idea is to get, you know, the truth out there. That should be your number one. But then, yeah, like sometimes if you want to like, if you have like a bone to pick or whatever else, then go for it. Yeah. Right. So you're like, yeah, fuck Eliza Blue and like fuck her story. And like, if that's what you're going in with, yeah. then they, yeah, like rip her apart. Of course, you know, be, be, be nice about it. Cause you don't want to just, you know, have yeah, a no, off or whatever else, but certainly, but yeah, for him to just be like, oh, as a, as a, as a female ally, I don't want to, I don't want to bring up any past traumas. It's like, dude, who the, do you know who the fuck you're talking to? Like, yeah. <laughs> You, you know, I'll put it this way. I actually would know how to professionally interrogate somebody and ask them really difficult questions. So if I was, if I were to interview Eliza Blue and I were to start off defying human trafficking or sex trafficking, and if she gave me this answer, I would ask, where did you get this definition from? What formal training have you had? What real world experience do you have working with victims of abuse and neglect and, and violence and of a sexual nature? Have you ever worked real cases 
with family services, child protective services, social services, the police? The answer would be no, 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 no. She's pulling it out of her ass. She made this up. This looks like a definition that I would find on Reddit or Tumblr. It's fucking pathetic. Anyways, the article, the interview continues. How did the trafficking start with you? I met him when I was about 15, she said. And then I would ask, what date? Where did you meet him? Oh, where? A concert out here. What concert? Where's out here? Who was he? A photographer. So, uh, can you name him? I can't. Why? Legal reasons. Very convenient. <coughs> Very convenient. <laughs> We're going to come back yeah. to that, I said. I knew she wasn't going to name names. She'd said as much to me on the Timcast IRL, and I had insisted multiple times that naming names would be one of the best ways to clear her own. Uh, yeah, to clear her own, it would allow me and other journalists to do more digging into the story. The lack of a name, the lack of his uh, of this transparency doesn't help. But if she says there are legal reasons, that, for now, is the best I can get out of her. <clears throat> Straight cheese? <laughs> uh, why did you leave L.A.? I asked. Uh, Once I had my permit, I was out of here, uh, she said. Which is funny because all I want to do now is stay here. Was this a relationship with the older guy? He groomed me. Grooming how? Finding out my vulnerabilities. What would make me leave my family and come out to LA? He knew exactly what to say. I was probably the easiest mark they ever had. What do you mean they? So now I went from, oh, it was a photographer. Now it's like, there's these people, they were colluding. They're colluding with me. And again, Shane is so fucking bad at this. He doesn't ask questions. It's like, wait a minute. Now, who's they? You know, this is so frustrating to read. This is so damn frustrating to read, you guys. Um, was he talking sexually with you as well? No. It was all about the dream world, the opportunities, which were promise of a <sighs> modeling career, rock star stuff. How old were you? 15 when I met him. 17 when I moved to LA, she said. Okay. He knows your age at that point, like... From the beginning? Yes, she says. How did you pull that shit, I asked. I would never let it happen. I said, thinking of my children, were your parents under some type of spell from this person, I asked. It sounds like they had no reason to believe this wasn't going to be a legit opportunity for their daughter. Her mom would later tell me that at the time, Eliza would be turning 18 soon as well, and there would be no stopping her. How did you get to LA? Asking the dumb questions, but okay. Uh, my dad moved me out there, she said. She could probably tell, but I was watching for any body language and eye movement that would seem like she's conjuring up a fiction, which there's plenty of that, by the way, on Twitter. When she spoke with that other fucking hack, Michael Malice, who's a total shitter. Anybody watching uh, knows him or let him know I think he sucks. I had made a plan to ask her <laughs> the same questions repeatedly over the next few days to see if any of her detail, uh, details didn't match up. Match not only from what she told me, but what she said in other platforms. Dude, you don't need to interview her because there's already inconsistencies that are pretty well established. But anyways, Shane's an idiot. Eliza said she moved to L.A. when she was 17. Her parents set her up with an apartment and within two days, she says she was trafficked. If that was true, you've got to be a pretty stupid woman. So you just show up. It's like, oh, fuck, I'm a victim. <laughs> Oh, God. oh no, he moved me to LA. I'm ah! oh, oh no, I'm not in the movies. I'm in my worst nightmare. Ah, I know I should have. He didn't promise everything. I've been traffic, guys. Yeah, <laughs> this is where I guess I get some of the story messed up. I said so. This is Eliza saying that. Is is there a switch in the guy at this moment? 
wait, what? Oh yeah, is there? Oh yeah, okay. So they're they're asking if like the the, the men switch. Is there a switch in the guy at this moment? The photographer introduces introduces me to the musician. She said, again. I asked again for the names, but she refused. We get into the specific discussion later, but I wanted to establish her side of what happened in LA first. Are the photographer and the musician together? Like physically, she asked. I mean, like, are they a team? Do you think I know that? She said with some hostility. Well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking how soon after moving to LA is this happening? Immediately within a few days, like 48 hours, Eliza says. She says she recognized the musician the moment she met him. She won't even say who this band is or what musician it is. I suppose I, I made a surprise face. This is West Hollywood we're talking about, she said. I had just been to Hollywood and it seemed like the kind of city where dreams and nightmares coexist so tightly it's kind of hard to distinguish one from the other. Yeah, that, that sounds like fan fiction. What a, what a little horseshit. I went over to the musician's place. I don't remember if he came and picked me up, but I'm sure he probably did. We went over there hanging out and had some beer. That's when uh, everything went downhill. He handed me something to smoke and I smoked it. I think they called it ice or glass. I think it was something like crystal meth. Do you remember what you were thinking in that moment? My dreams were coming true, she says. Did you not feel any sense of dread being away from your family, being with these people? I was in the dream world, she said. Up until that point, I didn't even know that evil was a thing that happened. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, you didn't learn about evil from church, I asked. I understood that her father went to seminary school in Denver and that religion was important to the family. I did not understand what evil was until LA, she said. Wow. Bro. Way to admit the question. What was your first relationship? Uh, no. She, <laughs> she was he violent. Oh, no, was this, was that your first relationship, I asked? No. Was he violent? Uh, he wasn't violent, but I'm kind of grateful that I was drinking and on drugs at the time. I was really thin because I was modeling, so I didn't, yeah, I'm sure. So I didn't have any meat on my bones. A little alcohol really messed me up. And uh, one day he basically told me, I'm going to sell you for drugs. I was in the room when he brokered the deal. He called the guy. I don't know if it was all planned out in advance or whatever. I don't know. I'm assuming this is a thing they did. And you consider this a relationship? I probably would have uh, thought that, but I wasn't used to having male relationships. Not like that. Did sex with him come into place before all this? It was clear there was no choice, she said. Uh, she didn't answer the question. The thing is, like, I hadn't come from that. That wasn't a part of my lifestyle. I'm reading it how it's written, you guys. Uh, I'm not an idiot. Uh, when he called <laughs> so the buyer, you sound illiterate over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when he called the buyer, were you thinking anything like, "What the fuck is this phone call?" No, I was just told we needed more drugs, so we're gonna sell you. And I was like, "Holy shit, I'm a child prostitute." I was embarrassed. I knew immediately I would never tell anyone about this. The musician dropped her off at a house in West Hollywood Hills. Can you describe this this man, the buyer? Old, fat ugly guy. I could probably recreate pieces of his room. It's weird what your brain remembers. How the fuck would you know? You're not a scientist, bitch. His bed was red, but not blood red. It was a red blanket. It was a really nice place, and there were multiple people living there. Okay. Uh, were they there for you too? Not for me. They came and went. Lots of drugs and alcohol. How long were you there? I can't say. Maybe days? A week? Were you on drugs? I asked. Yes. Okay. First off, I need a I need to say something. I need some drugs after fucking reading that. Who, dude, this <laughs> reads, this reminds me of Christine Blase Ford. When she falsely 
accused Brett Kavanaugh, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, at the time he was a, a nominee for that position, she basically accused him of violently assaulting her in the sexual nature. And she said that she felt like she was going to die. And she couldn't remember how she got to the house. She didn't know anybody who was there. People there couldn't put her in this specific room, in that specific house at that specific time. Um, she didn't know anything. And, and But she remembered these bullshit little details, like, you know, my hippocampus. Mike Floyd, welcome. Thank you. It sounds like a teenage girl making up a bunch of shit. Yeah, dude, this sounds like bullshit. Oh, city of dreams. It sounds like she she was, like, embellishing Christine Blase Ford's bullshit allegations and the movie La La Land and just kind of putting them together. Uh, what other chat are you reading? I'm just reading, uh, I'm just reading everything on Restream. Oh, I see. I yeah. didn't get a lovely link for that. Oh so. shit! Hold on. Let me let me send that over your way. I, I apologize, dude. We were uh we, we were really distracted with getting this mixer up and running. Uh, no, but when I was playing that good. when it's I was good. playing that audio, you you heard everything clearly, right? Yeah, no, that that was all good. I was just wondering because I was I was checking to see if it was on like Twitch or where or no, it was... we're everywhere. We're everywhere. Okay. Um, we are everywhere. Yeah. All right, buddy. There you go. There's your link. I apologize. Oh. All right. So, like anyways, uh, back to the show. Back to the show. Um. <clears throat> yeah, so she she comes off as a, a serial chronic liar. Um, again, we already know what she does when she's clearly bullshitting. We've seen images of her. I, I wish I would have saved them when she was giving like the most, the worst example of what sex trafficking is. So, uh, 07, yeah. So when she was talking with Michael Malice, it's a short <laughs> clip, and he's like, how exactly were you trafficked? You never interacted with these people physically. It's like, oh, well, they took pictures of me, and they put it on Instagram, and they made money, blah, blah, blah. Manny DeFango made a really excellent point. He said they were making money and she wasn't sex trafficked. It was more likely that they were posting images of her. They were posting links to her uh, webcam, escort, whatever service, her prostitute bullshit. Uh, that's really what it was. It wasn't sex trafficking at all. All right. Oh, God. I had to take a quick break from reading this shit. All right. So we left off at, were you on drugs? I asked. Yes. Thank God. It was not pleasant. It was not a pleasant experience. She said it was scary. I don't know what particularly happened, but I think I started to kick a little bit. I think I became a problem. I wasn't eating. I wasn't drinking. And I believe I had an overdose and that saved my life. This happens sometimes with victims. Yeah. You wouldn't know. You're not one. I was left for dead, but I survived. I thought it was my fault. I woke up in Seder Sanae. I don't even think I'm saying that right. No friends out there. The nurse treated me, told me she treated Kurt Cobain once and that he and I have the same eyes. He died a few years earlier. That moment uh, eventually would keep me sober. Maybe she was just gassing me up to make me feel better, but it gave me confidence. Yeah, I don't believe That's that cool. either. That sounds like a lie too. Uh, how did you get back home? My parents bought a plane ticket. Somehow they knew. I'm mm, sure. Uh, she doesn't know anything else <laughs> about <fuck>? it. <clears throat> yeah. She doesn't know anything else about it. Uh, when my dad dropped me off in LA, I think I had blonde hair. And when I arrived back there, uh, back here, I had jet black hair. Everything I bought, uh, everything I brought home was in a trash bag. My parents didn't recognize me. She said, uh, the people that really hate you are uh, demanding these details. I said as a way to say, I'm sorry for asking, but I didn't know how else to cover the story. One must work with the primary source first and then unspool uh, what you can from there. I can't reverse engineer it. It's like gore porn, Eliza said, Ref uh, referring to the gruesome details that many are uh, saying they need to hear from her to believe any trafficking took place. They're hitting me up 
wanting to know if my vagina is ripped. <laughs> I'm sure it is, but not for the reasons she claims. Uh, a part of me hopes you are lying because I want none of this to be true. She went back to recalling what she could of the overdose. Everybody's got stuff that's happened to them, she said. I was lying in bed last night thinking about all of this. I am just so grateful that I'm still alive. So, like, it is bad, yes. But, like, bro, think about how much life I've had since then. I'm so grateful that despite all this stuff, I did so much dope shit. Uh, what? Uh, I think she felt like she had to say something positive because my face was probably as grim as a scientist standing uh, with their doomsday clock. Oh, God. So... Uh, so do you remember anything leading up uh, to or after the overdose? I asked, I guess it started at the buyer's house and then they dropped me in the musician's hallway. Uh, I'm surprised they even called anyone. They were probably like, we aren't going to deal with dead girl. Uh, a lot of people who've been looking into your past are asking themselves, how could this uh, happen to a daughter of a politician? It looks like she had a nice family. That's the most disgusting insult, she said. You can be a survivor and be other things. You can have a family. A lot of survivors I know are married, have child, uh, have kids. It's not like you're a survivor yeah. and that's all you are. I could be uh, fully in trauma, probably on disability, just rotting away, still off the LA experience. That's why I'm like, at this point, I don't care what people say. Listen to what I survived. That's crazy. Yeah, dude, she's a liar. Just based off these responses, I'm, I'm fully committed to... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna unwaver from that. I'm not gonna waver from that position. She mentioned how uh, anyone from any status with any type of family life can fall victim to trafficking. Later, she told me she thinks the buyer dyed her hair black to make her look like a boy. I think that's what they were into. She said. Then why not just get a boy? Why get this fucking fat emo bitch? Like that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, she said she. Uh, she said that she believes there were transgender kids in the house as well in the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> were you sold multiple times, I asked. My first trafficking experience was short. She said, just that one time. Uh, what was it like when you got home? Oh, God, who cares? Uh, and after you flew, uh, after you flew home, uh, you were sort of comatose. I had no strength, not, not just physical strength. I had no mental strength. Oh, her mental health. Ooh. <laughs> Dude, uh, okay, I've been I've been reading too much. Jeez, what do you what do you make yeah, of all up? this? What do you make of all this that we've read so far? It hurts far? my brain. Yeah, I don't know why they picked this guy to do the 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 interview with. Yeah, this guy sucks. What they should have done is had her on the show again and then just grilled her ass. Uh, yeah, no, well, they weren't gonna do it. I mean, if if Shane would have been there, uh, Luke Radowski, uh, Tim Cuck, like they they nobody would ask the real questions. It's like, dude, these questions suck. Like, these questions are, are fucking dog shit. Like, Shane is bad at this. Uh, let's see. Hearing the story made me sick. I stopped eating. This is uh, all her account. She, I would, I would not stop eating my chicken tenders. I'd be like, go on, bitch. What else happened? You were fucking skinny. What? Finally? Uh, she could be totally lying. It could be all true. Either way, the story makes me feel sick. Shane's a pussy. Uh, if it's a lie, I'm sick that someone would go this far to tell such a warped lie. Well, it's true. So feel sick, bitch. Throw up. And I'm sick that if it's true, I'm just asking her to relive some dark trauma. Dude, that's literally what she does every day. She does that every fucking day talking about this shit. I'm a survivor. That's like all she does as a survivor. It's like, shut up. Uh, it's important to me to hear your side of the story, I, I said. I know you said it on some podcast, but I need to hear it in person, not in the studio, not with cameras on, not with lights and makeup. What a fucking fruitcake. When I'm talking to other survivors, we laugh a lot. We joke, not about the abuse, but we have a dark humor. 
not all the time, but like among what the survivors, fuck does that mean? we weave in and out of intense conversations all the time. Dude, I don't know, bro. These <laughs> people are both retarded. We have a dark sense of humor. With what? <sighs> Dude. It reminded me of my own friends and family in AA whose sobriety uh, anniversaries. Like, who cares? So you came back to the Quad Cities after LAS. I detoxed here. I was a mess. She said, I honestly don't remember going to the airport. I do not know. Yeah, much like Bla- uh, Christine Blasey Ford. She doesn't know anything. Very convenient. Oh, it was so long ago. I was on drugs. I was drunk. <laughs> I was partying. I was exhausted. Oh, dude, all I these I put in a nice cushy mansion in LA. It was so terrible. Oh. <laughs> dude, imagine how funny it would be. It's like her her like trafficker was like Epstein. Or not Epstein, uh, Weinstein. <laughs> her parents picked her Boy. up from the airport. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Fuck this. This is boring. Uh, when I got better, I just wanted to go back to L.A. Oh, here we go. So, again, I'm thinking as a father here, and it's hard for me to understand how I wouldn't do whatever I could to prevent my daughter from going back to a place that appeared to destroy her. I'd arrange to speak with her parents tomorrow and thought I'd ask how they dealt with that. Whether or not you, uh, reader, are believing Eliza, perhaps she put herself in a very bad situation. Perhaps you don't believe she was trafficked and sold for sex and drugs. But even if the overdose is the only thing that's real, her parents then would have uh, seen a destroyed version of their young daughter. And I have a hard time putting myself in, in their shoes without putting up a fight to prevent her uh, return to L.A. But my kids are still young. And I know I put my parents through hell when I was uh, 17, 18, 19. Nothing could have stopped me then, too, despite all the nightmares waiting for me uh, with open arms. So I shared my concern about how uh, and why she would return to L.A. I'm sitting here like this is like literally so textbook, she said. Okay. Uh, What you're witnessing is full textbook abuse. After the first trafficking, I came home. And when I went back to L.A., I called him. He would not talk to me. The musician, I asked? Yes, he wouldn't talk to me. He just told me to go to AA. Based. Why would you go back to him, I asked. I don't know. That's crazy. I don't want to miss the opportunity, she said. What was the opportunity? Being a rock star. That's why I came out here. I wanted to be a model. So, you won't name names. Can you say it's a famous person, I asked? There are people involved in my story that are very high profile. Maybe they aren't a household name. But I think if and when it all comes out, people be like, oh, wow. It's never going to come out, guys. I'm just letting everybody know right now she's never going to reveal who the people were in this story that abused her because it literally didn't happen. This is fake. She is a liar, in my opinion, in a video game. Did you go to AA? (laughs) I went to AA in Chinatown. I believe it was on a Monday. Interesting how she can remember that. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it was really sunny out, too. Not a cloud in the yep. sky. The meeting itself was called in uh, Chinatown. It was in West Hollywood. And uh, what were you thinking about yourself at the time? Dude, what is this question? Who gives a fuck? I thought I had been a child prostitute, she said. Is is that what you considered yourself? That is such a, a, a dirty term to use. Which one? Like, like child prostitute. How old was she? Like she's 17. not even giving... She was 17. Yeah, she met the guy, according to her, according to her fake story. Yeah. She was 15 when she met the guy. And then when she turned 17, she went out to LA. The dad paid for the apartment. He paid for the plane. He paid for everything. And then she fucked off to LA. And then within 48 hours, she was sold for drugs and sold for like 500 bucks or whatever the hell she she was claiming in another interview. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, child prostitute. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say, sweetheart. Uh, is that what you consider yourself? Uh, until I was in my 30s, I didn't even know about trafficking. 
That wasn't in my language at all. My first advocate is the one who told me she believed I had been trafficked. Once I told her my story, I had no language. I thought I was the one that was committing crimes. Oh, for fuck's sake, dude. She talks <laughs> like she's such a fucking liar. Uh, people careless about boys if they... Uh, people careless about boys if they wanted a boy, they would have got a boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to comics. Yeah, no, absolutely true. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're just like, you know, they, they try to make me look like a boy. Dude, again, it's like... They don't have to do that. Like they can just get a, a little boy whore and you know living in his car outside of a Starbucks, just trying to become like a screenplay writer or something. Um, yeah, why go through this elaborate scheme of like abusing the daughter of a politician? Dude, it's so fucking fake, dude. It's so fucking fake. It makes me so angry. All right, uh, where do we leave off at? Uh, at the time, I thought, oh, I'm an addict. I wasn't thinking about the trafficking. I was thinking, I, I just have a, a drug and alcohol problem. I remember I tried to tell my first AA sponsor what happened with the guys in LA. It was still in my spirit. It was still in my heart. I was very young. Dude, I'm getting my period reading this shit, dude. Uh, did the man in LA who sold you get in trouble, I asked. I don't know, she said, and I haven't looked. I almost thought about looking right before you came out here, but I can't. What keeps you from looking, I asked. Why go back, she said. Wouldn't you find uh, some type of solace knowing he was in jail? Or I started to say uh, before she cut me off, I don't think he's alive, she said. But you could be out here, uh, out there preventing others from getting hurt by him. If he is still alive, I said. She took a deep breath before uh, responding. I understand I do, she said. And I think about that myself. There were multiple times I tried and it never went well for me, she said. Referring to the second man who she says abused and trafficked her. Again. Remember, remember that uh, that fucking shit I told you guys on Twitter. Where is it? Let's find it right here. From Gregory, favorite part of the article: Eliza claiming her trafficker might be dead, but she hasn't looked yet. Eliza said in December twenty twenty that her trafficker still follows her on social media. Here's a tweet, you guys. I'm not making this up. Eliza Blue, straight from the horse's mouth. My former trafficker still follows me on social media and messages me. I have messages for you. Kiss my whole ass. With a little uh, passive aggressive doing my fingernails bullshit. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm uh, I'm overwhelmed, dude. Overwhelmed by the stupidity. Ooh, how much do we have to, how much more of this do we have to go? Oh fuck. We're I don't know where we get, we can get through. I'm about all to that. die. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, why go back to so right here? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I understand. Look, at this point, this is number one. There are laws that aren't going to work in my favor. The L.A. stuff is way in the past. Sometimes there are pre uh, provisions where if it's over 10 years, but like generally speaking, it's all he said, she said, simply accusing someone with no evidence. It would not end well for me. And when I say no evidence, I mean like no evidence, like... I have no evidence for the first story, right? So it would literally be the most he said, she said, and nobody's going to be like, you know what? Yup, she's right. I literally read that as it's written, you guys. The, the horse is <laughs> She's got BPD. Dude, maybe. She may have bipolar disorder in a video game. Allegedly. Borderline. Borderline personality yeah, disorder. Yeah, dude, this is... Yeah, dude, like, I... I Dated a lot of women, been around a lot of women. I know when they're fucking lying. Dude, Eliza Blue is a fucking liar. Like, how could you fall for this? And and Tim Pool is trying to play it off like, oh, it's no big deal. Ooh, who cares? Ooh. It's like uh, your fans, your subscribers. Oh, borderline personality disorder. Oh, borderline. 
Yeah, she sounds exactly like my BBD sister. Yeah, dude. That, oh man, I'm sorry, man. You got to go through that. Sorry, you got to go through that. Yeah, dude. I can't imagine having a sibling like Eliza Blue. Fucking, uh, throw myself off a bridge or something. <laughs> throw her off a bridge. Oh yeah. <laughs> if I could get away with it, maybe in a video <laughs> game, in Roblox, uh, in Minecraft, yeah. <laughs> Do we? Um, I have another clip loaded up. We have some, do, I think I had some funny shit, some videos of uh, Tim Pool uh, freaking out. Hold on, where's that uh, did you find the one that I posted, or is that one worth a, worth a glance? Uh, it certainly is. Or is that is that the same one? Oh my god, dude! I don't think From I saved it. From Scrooge McGoat. yeah, yeah, him. You know what, dude? Fuck it. We're gonna Tim Pool. We're gonna just find it on Twitter, guys. Hang in there. Stay with I me. I do have one from. I do have a YouTube short shorts in the in the channel if you want to give that a glance oh right, as a member oh, here we go i think this is it i think this is, is it, it from scrotes mcgoat says last night as a member if tim doesn't disavow eliza tonight get the f out scrotes mcgoat you can cancel right now and see you later you will never wave money in my face and make me disavow anybody especially someone i care so little about eliza blue she's been on the show two times if you're gonna cancel because i won't do what you say you shouldn't have been here in the first place Bye bye don't let the door hit your ass on the way out wow dude <laughs> he never sounds like a tough guy but now all of a sudden he's like oh i got yeah, principles that was probably the most testosterone i've ever seen in his yeah, no, it's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, what was that user's name? Totes Miscroats, or what was that? Uh, we had our videos synced up, which was really funny. Uh, let me, let me see. see yeah, Scroats McGoat. Scroats McGoat. What a guy. Yeah, dude, we gotta we gotta hang out with that dude. Um, the Star Wars girl, she's going hard defending her friends. Tim Pool just threw away any credibility he had, all because he can't stand being wrong about Eliza Blue. Yeah, so the the memes are pretty fire. So this is a, I guess, an image from a porn where these like dudes like destroy this little girl, and they Photoshop Tim Pool's bald head on her, and then Eliza Blue and Jack Murphy and Elon Musk are, I guess, gonna have their way with him. It's pretty funny. Uh, oh, here we go. Tim Pool replies to Eliza Blue Twitter censorship scandal in the most insane way he deflects his own role in promoting blue onto those of us speaking up on this issue the then he outright vilifies us as paid trolls <laughs> uh for chat watch this. and uh appreciate it and then i also i put up a poll and i said smash the like button if you don't trust eliza blue and 89 percent said i will like because i don't trust her that means everybody who smashed the thumbs down trusts Eliza Blue. All right. Well, Got that him. was an interesting, uh, it's 13,000 votes. It's interesting to see that so many people came here to uh, uh, support her by giving us a thumbs down. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm surprised. A lot of people do support Scrotes McGoat says, IQ, last uh, night as a member, if... Your IQ what? What a high IQ uh, response from Tim. Yeah, I know, right? Dude, he, he got him. All right, let's finish this clip. Yeah, I got him. Yeah, every, Tim, everybody uh, like this if you if you dislike uh, Eliza Blue. Yeah, uh, everybody uh, <laughs> like and subscribe and send in super chats if you fucking are disgusted with Eliza Blue and her filthy lies. Doesn't disavow like Eliza. Send us money. Yeah, <laughs> give us money. Nice. Get the out, Scrotes McGoat. You can cancel right now and see you later. You uh, will for over a year. Here's five F. You won't let the door hit your ass yeah, on the way out. 
All right, what else do we got? Uh, DJ Zeno says, unsubbed on members only after over a year. Here's five FU dollars for, you know, I'm pretty bummed. Thought you stood against censorship. Hope you change. See you later, buddy. Look, sad to see you go, but uh, I will never cater to a mob. And uh, that's it. End of story. Uh, Eliza Blue is not important. She's not important to me. She's not a member of Congress. She doesn't enact policy. She is a, a low-tier internet personality that for some reason people are desperately obsessed with. And I literally don't care. So uh, have a nice day. I, I got to yeah, dude, let's keep in mind, I'm just going to scroll up just a little bit. Oh, she's a nobody, low-tier personality. And then, of course, he does this. Twitch streamer cries after getting caught watching deep, fake adult videos. Oh, nobody that cares. Person is, is this that a member person of Congress? probably has less influence than the uh, Eliza Blue stuff. Yeah, does does this woman, does she have sex with Elon Musk in a video game like Eliza Blue? No, probably not. Uh, you received 100 messages today with the Reshim chat. Oh, how how cool. All right, so anyways, let's get back to this. Uh, well, that's not it. Ugh. Oh no, I lost my place. What the fuck? All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna finish this out. Um, it was a very lengthy video to be fair. So that's why I brought this up last week. There are the, there are companies oh, here we go. with talking about someone. No oh God, form policy. She is yeah, a yeah. a low tier internet personality that for some reason people are desperately obsessed with, and I literally don't care. So uh, have a nice day. I, I got to say this. If, if, if someone got banned off Twitter or any platform for a reason other than violating the terms of service, that's a big deal and should be taken up and, and will be if it happened with the Twitter administration or the administration of the social network. But the personal stuff is it, it's it's in it's like no offense, TMZ, TMZ garbage. It's like National Enquirer. I mean, if you like it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, Dude, I, I fucking sucks. Ian Crossland is so fucking dumb. Like, it's he's unbelievable. He's a millennial hippie. I don't know what he is, dude. I don't know how old he is. I don't know if he's 30 or 1,000. Like, what's going on here? The fucking. Like, uh, I think drugs drugs fried his poor little brain. Probably. Dude, he's had so many retarded takes. Like, I lost count. I don't. I, again, I don't watch the show at all, but I'll watch clips here and there. And every time this guy speaks, I'm like, ugh. You guys got rid of the model and the MAGA bro, Adam Krigler, who's like got integrity and he's like friendly. You, you got rid of him for this fucking idiot. <laughs> There's look, a look, lot look. we can it's build. Questioning you. <laughs> I don't care if people care about this stuff. They're allowed to, but yeah. like the idea that people are going to come here and threaten, like I, I will cancel my membership because you're not talking about someone no one ever heard of. It's like, dude, I get that. You know who she is, but you know, what's funny about Jack Murphy and Eliza blue is that, Here's what, here's what happens. People ask questions about these personalities, and I know most people listening are like, I have no idea who these people are, and that's exactly it. With what? We had about 40,000 peak concurrent <laughs> viewers. We get you know 300 to 500,000 uh, video viewers plus 100,000 on the podcast, and then about a million across the clips, and the people who watch have no idea what the people in the chat are talking about when it comes to Eliza Blue or Jack Murphy. In fact, John, do you know who Eliza Blue is? The only reason I knew is because I saw you guys talking about it one time. One time we, I we never, mentioned. I the never. I don't uh, think he's a very relevant source to go to about. Yeah. Isn't isn't. Yeah. Oh shit. Learned about her organically. Oh, no. So what I think is going on, to be completely her. honest, is that the people yeah, who are claiming singer. they hate her are actually probably a paid reputational firm to promote her. Really? So that's why I brought this up last week. <laughs> there, are the, there are companies you can hire that will spam the internet to generate buzz and attention for you. Either it, there's, there's no such thing as bad press. Mm -hmm. 
So when I see people like yeah, flooding true. our comments and saying things that aren't true, like I'm canceling my membership, yo, I can see who's canceling the memberships. Like I can literally, I own the website. And this past this past uh, week, we have gained mo- slightly more members than we normally gain. And it's probably because the guests we had on last week or whatever, and uh, whatever, Jack Posobiec maybe, he, he's, he's a great personality. And so we, we gain several hundred per week, and we gain se- a little bit more than that on average. With people coming in claiming that they're, they're canceling their memberships, maybe they are, but we're gaining more than they're being canceled. I think that many of these people, I think two things are happening. One, a lot of it's inorganic promotion of Eliza Blue. A ton of content flooding the internet, bringing up a personality no one's ever heard of, makes her instantly famous to even the likes of, you know, nine-time Grammy non- Dude, you heard of her. You had her on her show. Literally all of his subscribers, all of his fans know who Eliza Blue is. Eliza Blue has been on Viva Fry, Robert Barnes's uh, podcast. It's a big one. She's talked with Jack Posobiec. I don't like Michael Malice. I think he fucking sucks. He's a talentless hack. But, you know, the guy is kind of popular. Let's just be honest here. It's like what nobody knows her. Where else has she been? She gets awards. She she gets to publicly speak. You know, she worked on the Andrew Yang campaign. And, you know, it's like she's been on television. She's been on reality TV shows. She dated Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance, that popular emo band. And it's like, oh, nobody knows who she is. She's a nobody. He's had her on twice. Cassandra Fairbanks' BFS with Eliza Blue. He's like, oh, nobody, I don't, I don't care about this bitch. But when he when she was on the show, they were all talking like they were best friends. Like they've hung out and had drinks together, you know, like that kind of friendship. All right, we got a bunch of comments. Let's read some of these really quick. Um, yeah, by the way, Tim Pool thinks anyone below Eliza's follower numbers are worse than low tier. Nice going, King Pool. Yeah, probably. And I literally <laughs> don't give a fuck why Tim sounds so feminine. Yeah, dude, Tim's a little bitch, dude. That's why he sounds that way. He acts tough, but he's not. Uh, by the way, uh, no, I already read that. All right, Sam Dog writes, uh, Tim got turned out uh, got turned out by Murphy acting spicy now. Ha ha, he is smart. No, he's not. <laughs> Ian's what happens when you sniff too much glue. Absolutely. Farting uh, clouds and clown face. Funny. The MAGA beanie was legendary. It was, dude. Like, it was nice to see Adam Krigler on that show. He was, he was like the best part of it. More like Tim Fool. That's right, Cheese. You got him. Uh, yeah, the first Adam cast was the best episode of Tim cast. It was, uh, people subscribe to troll his chat. Mystery solved. Jack spammed Tim. I would like to know, uh, why he was on the show so often. He kind of addressed it in another video, but like, he was kind of like a bitchy about it. He's like a bald cuck joker now. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's continue the video. We're almost done. I'm going to John Rich who's not heard of her. Mm-hmm. That's the point. They want us to talk about her because they're being paid mm-hmm. to generate controversy. They either want to... That's why it doesn't matter if we say anything good or bad. Yeah. If we, say, if we say, look, we're doing the story, Shane Cashman's... Nope, nope, it's bad. Mm-hmm. We say, okay, we're not going to talk... Oh, nope, now it's bad. I think it's a, it's a, it's a PR campaign in order... Uh, I think people are being paid to promote, to promote her. Yeah, keeps you in the cycle, basically. That's right. Everyone She's never been it. more famous because of right. this. Exactly. And so I'll be completely honest with the Shane Cashman story. I told Shane Cashman I didn't want him to do the story because he went from profiling Yay to Carrie Lake and now to a low mid tier internet personality. Over, over, you know that, that I just think the next he like he was supposed to be interviewing Andrew Tate. We we reached out to Tate. I, you know, I, as Shane mentioned, this may kill the story. And uh, Tate said yes, 
And so we were like, this is this is great. Shane writes tremendous work. I said, I don't think he no, should he do doesn't. it because th- clearly they're trying to promote Eliza Blue. That's what this whole thing is about. She's never been more famous. Yeah. And I just, I think it's beneath him. But he said, look, man, I, I really, really want to want to dig in and, and, and do the story. It's 80,000 words. is massive. And I'm like, look, man, you do your thing. I'm not going to tell you what you can or can't write. I, I trust you. At, at TimCast, we don't tell people they have to say something. They can't say things. Someone wants to post offensive memes on social media. I'm not going to fire him over it. Shane comes to me and says, "Is the story I got to tell?" I say, "You tell your, you do your thing." But I'm telling everybody who's, uh, uh, you know, who's listening and doesn't know who this is. I will just explain. Right now, there's a massive campaign from high-profile personalities to promote and make Eliza Blue famous. She has stated she wants to be famous, even to Shane Cashman, and so they're coming and spamming us with comments to force us to talk about her like we are right. Dude, okay, we we need to address something really quick. First off. I haven't been paid for the videos that I've done. I haven't been paid for any of the things that I've said, for all the memes that I posted, for the trolling that I've done. Uh, if people are getting paid, like, where's my music? Yeah, Muse, uh, Muse copied him, guys. Oh, my God. Yeah, he wishes. Uh, Dick Masterson put up a poll asking, uh, what is worse, Hitler's paintings or Temple's music? And people agreed that Temple's music is objectively worse than Hitler's art, which is pretty funny. But I mean, let's let's analyze this. Let's look at this logically for a second. Eliza Blue. Here's 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 the facts. Eliza Blue wants to be rich and famous. That's true. Eliza Blue is a confirmed liar, a a, a just a, a grifter of of the worst kind. True. And she went on all these shows pretending to be something that she's not, which is a victim of sex trafficking, allegedly, and she got caught with receipts. So she hires a PR firm, and then they they scheme somehow to assassinate her character, her reputation, fucking just rip her to pieces online. And now she's rich and it's like, what's supposed to happen afterwards? She's gonna get rich and famous for being a serial liar? Like, I don't understand the logic here. Like, you usually don't hire PR firms or reputation firms to completely destroy you as a person. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Cheese, hope it makes sense. What do you think? I, yeah, that uh, it doesn't make any sense. That yeah, like Tim, for the most part, yeah, I, I like Tim. I like Tim's guests. Um, for the most, you know, whenever whenever the the discussion, whenever whenever it's going well, it, it's fine. My two bigger pe- issues are I, I actually have more, I probably have more beef with Ian and Luke than I do Tim. Um, just in terms of like bad takes. Yeah. But yeah, this one. This one's definitely up there of just like, of like, oh yeah, she wanted to be famous and now she's going to be famous because of this. It's like, if her whole thing is like to be a sex trafficking advocate because she was as well, and then if that whole story is bogus, it's like, that's not going to make you more famous. That's going to like put you in the gutter. Yeah. I mean, even in the beginning of the article, the Babylon Bee was going to do something with Eliza Blue, Eliza Fraud. And they're like, no, they canceled it while he, they were doing the interview. Um, yeah, I don't understand the angle here. Like, again, and he's he surrounds himself with all these fucking beta orbiters like Ian Crossland and uh, Luke Radowski or whatever, Luke We Are Change, and no one's challenging him. They're like, someone, like, if I was there, I'd be like, Tim, let's go step by step and break down everything you just said, and we're going to analyze this in real time. And it's going to fall apart within minutes. Uh, it's so ridiculous. Sorry, I don't know. I was just messing around with my reply. Uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about um, in the comment section there. 
And anyways, yeah, that's um, yeah, this is this is an appalling response. We're almost home. Right One now, to make her more famous, yep. it's working, and I'm des- I, I was like, let's let's not let's not go anywhere near this, because someone's getting paid. It's a PR stunt, and it's working. Yeah, there you go, guys. I've addressed it. Have a nice day. And then all of these other people who I know, like who have been members of this channel, are saying like, uh, "Well, I guess that's the cue to stop." But yeah, like again, he wants to pretend that like none of this is newsworthy, like none of this is interesting to people. When there's like hundreds of thousands, millions of people that are interested in this story. Like that clip I showed earlier where she's saying that a teacher or if you have good grades or whatever, then the child can be deemed, you know, uh, you're given permission to engage in uh, sexual activities with adults. That, that's been viewed millions of times, many, many times over because everybody is resharing it and rehosting it on YouTube, on Twitter, etc. Uh, because it's being censored. And he doesn't think it's newsworthy that he platforms somebody who is not just telling lies. She's living lies. She's living in multiple timelines, literally. And it's been found out by people like Manuel DeFango, friend of the channel, people like Brittany Venti, Jeremy from The Quartering, who appears to be a pretty decent sleuth despite being a fucking nerd. But, uh, you know, uh, I mean, the gig is up. And But now he's trying to reshape the narrative and it's like, oh, well, we're a PR firm. And we're being paid money to do this. And I'm telling you guys right now, if that were the case, oh boy, I would hope uh, I'd be needing, you know, uh, fucking overtime. This trafficking thing is going around certain circles. These liars need to be called out. It absolutely does. And the thing is, it's like, look, the Epstein stuff is real. Uh, Predators in Hollywood is real. Again, I'm on the I'm on the the, the Southwest. You know, I'm in, I'm the, I'm on the fucking West Coast, so. And this shit's a little too close to home, if uh, you know, uh, not getting too too much into it. And when you have somebody like Eliza Blue propped up by idiots like Tim Pool and and people who who took her at her word, like like Viva Fry and Robert Barnes and whoever else, um, you know, like you you uh you do a lot of harm to people that are trying to push back against like the Democrats. And, and the, the teachers unions, who, you know, they're, they're protecting groomers and stuff like that. When you have somebody like Eliza Blue, who is basically sucking up all the oxygen in the room and is now like a gatekeeper, it, like, dude, it, it just, it is so, it, it, I'm like at a loss of words of how bad this is. Cheese, uh, do you have anything to say? You've been really quiet. I, it's, I don't know. I think that there's only uh, so much to go on about. But yeah, like, I think, I think Tim, yeah, I think that he should do his homework about who he invites on his show. Um, but I I do think that he, I, you know, again, if we had a guest on here and they got in some controversy, I I would be hesitant as well to just totally burn the bridge. Um, I mean, if it was as egregious as, like, what Jack did, then, like, sure. Like, yeah, like, goodbye. Yeah. But, I mean, again, like, I don't. He. I think he does position himself in a way to be a, a political, a political figure to a degree. Well, he wants to be a cultural figure, right? But like the yeah. those kind of go hand in hand. So, yeah. I mean, I I think that he should address it, but I, I think also to a degree it should be his. You know, since it's his show and his platform, if he's like, yeah, I don't really feel like addressing like every single guest that we've had on here that have like that's done a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that certainly. Make, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I understand. Like, okay, let, let's say, 
let's put it. Oh shit! Hold up, we're losing frames. Let's give this thing a second to catch up. The the connection is showing bad. Give it a minute. Bad. I think it's climbing back up where it should be. Just give it a second. What the fuck? Hold up, is my phone doing something it shouldn't be doing? Is it down? Yeah, I'm gonna turn my phone off. Uh, power off the phone. Holy shit! We only lost zero point four percent of frames. Zero point five percent of frames. Oh fuck! What's going on? Yeah, good old Manic said uh, Jack Murphy likely was on as often as he lived nearby and was more more than willing to grift off of Tim's fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that could be it. That could be it. Hold up. Well, again, good old Timmy Timmy Tam Tam. He was, uh, he's pretty, uh, he, he, whenever his streams go up, they go, they, you know, 40,000 viewers is nothing to sneeze at. Like live viewers. Yeah, dude. Uh, what the fuck is going on? Is with the my stream that thing? bad? The stream's not that bad, is it? No, uh, I'm looking at the kilobytes per second, and it's like at 2,500. Okay, it's climbing back up, dude. It's like fluctuating. This is not good, dude. They're they're after us, bro. They're after us. Um, can you check the stream on fucking on your end? Like, are we getting fucking like raided or some shit? I don't know what's what's happening here, dude. Like, I'm looking at it. It's not good, dude. We're dropping frames like crazy. Uh, we should be fine. Yeah, no, this room's fine. Uh, dude, it was it was green all night until now. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. I'm I'm viewing the stream. Really cool. Yeah, uh, we're fine. It's like a minute behind the the text screen. Uh, text green game over. I know, right? Yeah. Well, shit. I guess we can. Oh, dude. I'm looking at the kilobytes per second. Dude, it's fluctuating like crazy. Yeah, even with the choppiness, we didn't miss uh, Jesus' nuance takes. Oh, thank oh, you, Gary Gust. Yeah, thank you. I, we really appreciate that. We're doing the best that we can here. Uh, the I'm, again, I'm trying to, on. I am trying to put Tim... In, like, if I was Tim, what would I do, right? If I had, you know, a, you know, a million subscribers on YouTube, and if I, if I had a, a members-only website, and I was, I was raking in the big bucks... It would be really, really annoying to have to always like, like address of like, oh yeah, you know, we have five different guests on a week, and uh, oh they got in a controversy or oh they got in a, you know, oh they did this, I would get really irritated, right? Yeah, dude, we so, lost we lost like two percent of our frames now. This is this is awful. Um, I think we're fine. Like I think the audio is going to be clear, anyways. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's like a. Uh, 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 yeah, if the if the dude, if if you guys can hear, let me know, chat. Let me know if you guys can at least hear us. We'll just go on. It's not gonna look, you know, peachy, but you know. Yeah. Oh, sorry, bro. It's not fine. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. They don't. They don't want to view something that looks like ass. Right, let me go to my bookmarks. Let me just get. It. Maybe it's a fucking Twitter, or let me see. Maybe I have. Maybe one of these stories is just fucking sucking. Oh up yeah, in. it's yeah, it is. Uh, it's taking a dump. All right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we should probably uh, wait. Yeah. Sorry, no, it's like just it's it's buffering a lot. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, this is not good. Um, it's very unfortunate, dude. If if we were to have done the show earlier, if it wasn't for my fuck ups, like this probably wouldn't have happened. Uh, restream is probably doing some maintenance here. Hold up. Uh, I'm gonna go on restream. Uh, 
Hold on. I'm going to see their Twitter. I'm going to be like, hey, is your guys' uh, shit fucking up? Hold up. I'm going to message them right now. They're restreaming people. Uh, hey, guys. I'm streaming. Uh, I'm help streaming me, help me. and doing a show, <laughs> and we are dropping frames like crazy. Is something going on with the network? Question mark. Yeah, do I sound clear to you right now, Cheese? At the very least, like yeah, here on Discord? You sound fine. The stream is just yeah. totally... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The ghost uh, of Jack yeah. Murphy is haunting it. Yeah, dude, the ghost of Jack Murphy is lingering among us. And like, I want to make something abundantly clear. Uh, hopefully you guys can hear me. The, the visual is going to suck, but whatever. Um, I'm also recording it, and we're going to post segments and shit, but like... To Jack Murphy, that the whole cuck episode, you know, everything that happened with him, it was so devastating. Like, he's been driven off the internet. People recognize him in person when he goes out, like, to the grocery store and shit. And his life is essentially ruined because he's been exposed as, like, a disgusting creep, a literal cuckold, and a fucking liar. Again, like, he's like, oh, I'm an alpha male. I'm a, what was it, like, Apex Giga Alpha Chat or some shit like that? And then it's like, there's images of him, like, literally getting plowed in the butthole. More people came in to see the frames drop. I know, dude. Everyone's coming in. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. I Perfect. honestly don't know what it is, dude. I'm gonna close out of. What the hell can I do? I, I literally don't know what else I can do to remedy this. It wasn't an issue before. Like I'm like able to surf the internet. It, it must be restream. It must be restream is uh, not reliable right now. Uh, hold up. I'm not. Yeah, we are really really behind now. The audio drops for like two to three seconds at a time. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we can do. Mm. Hold up. Looking at my task manager. Let's see what my network is like. Yeah, dad, Daddy Elon is uh, he's getting us. Dude, apparently, man. Apparently. Dude, what the fuck? Dude, my Ethernet is going crazy. But this can't be right. I'm not even receiving that much. I'm not, I'm not even sending out that much either. This looks totally normal. But it's like, yeah, dude, it what must be recent. Yeah, I know, right? Well, it's at 45 kilobytes per second. If it stabilizes there, we can continue with the show. Yeah, 4.3% of the frames are gone, dude. Never to be seen again. I don't know what to do. Eight. They got eight. Uh, I don't know what to do, bro. Uh, let me check on the stream. Yeah. How bad is it? Mm. Yeah, right. Right now, you, you on the stream, you're talking to the restream people. That's how delayed we are. <laughs> Dude. Um, are we just what is gonna... this, like a three-minute delay at this point? Dude, I don't even care Um, how delayed it is. I honestly don't know what it could be. Is there... Did somebody send me something on Discord? No, I can't be Discord. Yeah. I apologize, everybody. This is not in the in the, in the the cards for tonight. But we did get through a lot. Yeah, dude, we almost did a two-hour stream, dude. Just going over all this. Let's yeah, see. it was fun. That's why I said that two hours is uh, the good old sweet spot. That's what uh, Timmy does. Yeah, we, yeah, honestly, like, there was some stuff, you know, maybe for next week when we, we do a more proper celebration of uh, 
Black History Month. Yeah, Black History Month. Should we put, yeah, should we put on blackface and? No, no, absolutely not. I disavow. <laughs> That's not even funny. I will never. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that at all. It's very disrespectful and rude. We should have an African themed uh, overlay though. Um, absolutely not. Oh, uh, absolutely what? not. Like you don't want to have like an African savanna and like like the flags and all that. No, absolutely not. No. Can we watch this beautiful video while, while we like, uh, take a bunch of frames? Well, I guess we can try. Dude, it's only getting worse. Now we're behind 5.3% frames. Yeah. Is there any way to like buff it? No. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, well, right the good thing describing... is like uh, I've been recording it and streaming at the same time. So oh, okay. I'm going to throw up segments of everything that we've done. So, uh, Oh, are you going to... Was, I was actually going to mention that. I was going to try and clip up some of the parts of the show and throw yeah. that up. No, I could do that. Uh, not sure if you wanted to do that instead. You ran the seminal order. Yeah, he runs. Dude, the chat is so behind. <laughs> yeah, I got, I'm just gonna message them right now. Like, uh, this is not getting better. Uh, let me let me see. Did they respond to me? Ooh, I got a notification. Damn it, none of them are from restream. Fuck. So yeah. Uh, poop. Yeah. All right. So, uh, dude, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just gonna have to tell everybody this is really upsetting. Like, I'm forced to stop streaming. Um, fuck. Uh, Censorship. Hey guys, sorry. Uh, it appears we are being throttled for some unknown reason. We haven't recovered in like five minutes. We are going to have to cut the stream short, unfortunately. Sad face. Um, I apologize. We will have to pick this up another day or next Tuesday. Sad face. Um, yeah, I'm pretty upset. You know, we put so much effort into getting the mixer to work, um, and, and refiguring just, out everything. Just for them to be like, nah, fam, we can put a five minute delay in your stream. Dude, apparently, yeah, uh, yeah, fuck Tim Pool. Shane Cashman is a shitty writer. Eliza Blue is a blatant fucking liar and dishonest. And anybody covering for her like Tim Cock is, uh, he's a fucking dirtbag. All right, guys, I apologize, but we're going to end the stream right here because this is not going to get better, and it's just not, this is not salvageable right now. All right, everybody, peace out. Have a good night. Bye.